This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to get to visit with one of the brightest, most centered leaders I get to visit with in healthcare. We're talking today to Andy Paulson. Nan's going to talk to us, particularly in the GI space, about what trends he's watching, where they're most focused today, and, and a little bit more. Andy, can you take a moment and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and your career? Sure. Thanks, Scott. Uh, my name is Andy Paulson. I am the director at Central Illinois Endoscopy Center. We're a uh, single specialty GI only surgery center in Peoria, Illinois, so about halfway between Peoria and Chicago. Um, I've been the director here for almost eight years. Before that, I, uh, I was a commercial banker, a commercial lender and business development person, worked for a cardiac surgery group, um, did some planning and logistics for a land management company, and then did some special projects around the Peoria area and then wound my way back into medical about eight years ago. And how have you enjoyed being back in medicine, and how has it sort of changed over the period of time from back in the day when you were with the cardio group to today with the GI group? How has sort of medicine changed? Any any sort of bigger picture thoughts around that? Yeah, I I think the biggest change I've seen in the time I was out of medicine and coming back in was more of the uh, private equity entering the market. Um, becoming a player with providers, and, and also just the expansion of insureds and the si size of what those groups are doing and how aggressive they're being both uh, with their member management, but also the ownership side of practice and specialty sides. So really, when you look at it, a lot of different aggregation of practices, they got bigger and bigger. The insurance companies became much, much bigger. Um, and, and then you look at sort of the entry, the more significant, more focused, systematic entry of private equity into the market. Is that, is that a good sense of some of what you've been watching? Yeah, that's what I've seen um, from when I was first in medicine in like 06, 07 to when I came back in in 14 was just that difference in how much that had grown. And then really the private equity really over the last three to four years, really, especially into the GI area where I'm at now is just, it's just becoming rarer and rarer, I think, to find groups that aren't, if they're not hospital owned, that are independent anymore. In, in, in the, the, the mentality of the physicians, the physicians, the gastroenterologists, at one time were a very, very independent type group. Still, they have a lot of um, leverage because they often could be independent and do well, somewhat reliant on referrals for colonoscopies and so forth, but everybody seems quite busy. Yet more and more have moved towards hospital involved or private equity involved. What what's the sense of that? What's the sort of um, perspective that's driven some of that? And are the physicians enjoying practice as much in general? I don't want you to talk about your specific physicians. Do, do people seem like they're you know the same or concerned about the economics or how, what's the general take you get from physicians out there more generally than your own? Yeah, I, I actually had a chance at the last uh, surgery center meeting to talk to a few doctors, and I think what I heard from them was the general economic uncertainties getting to the point where being part of a larger group had the value of, from a purchasing perspective, from a contracting perspective, from a recruiting perspective, all those things just made it, I guess, for lack of a better word, somebody else's issue to worry about and not theirs. So they could focus more on the medicine side of what they did that has just had lots more of management of patients, I guess, is what I've seen a lot of, a lot more chronic conditions and things like that that have just caused more time to be spent 
practicing medicine versus practicing the business side of their medicine. And, and does the different generations of physicians feel different about that? I know if I went back to sort of my vintage doctors, they sort of viewed themselves as at least some of them, particularly in some of the procedural specialties, as doctors and business people and doctors and small business people. And, and now do you have people more viewing themselves as truly physician doctors, not as much business people or still a real mix of, of interest from your physicians or from physicians? Yeah, I- I think there's still a mix, but I think it's becoming more focused on um, being more the physician versus the physician manager. I think the quality of life issues that doctors are facing is real. I think the desire to have a career that just doesn't totally engulf their life is something I'm seeing from younger physicians or physicians I'm seeing in the recruiting process that there's this desire to not be a you know, to have something outside of their medical practice to do, where maybe the generation of physicians that I first worked with and probably that you're referring to were more, their career was what they did and what they wanted to do, and and they didn't really worry so much about the after part of their life and having other interests. No, so so interesting, right? As people grow into a different generation, more of a balance of life perspective on a million different levels, talk about when you look at running an endoscopy center, helping to run a practice, great group of physicians, great group of colleagues. What are you most focused on currently? Is it reimbursement issues? Is it making sure things are well-staffed? Where's the biggest making sure the physicians are happy, the nurses are happy? What's what's the big focus today? Where where are you most focused and excited? Yeah, I I think you probably summed it up in all those. I, I, you know, the, the reimbursements, at least from what I see from, from my part of the world are still, are still fair. Uh, but I do see the challenges in keeping um, both the professional staff happy with what we're doing from a workload and a workflow with our existing, with our with our professional nurses and our other staff that work here. Kind of the same thing is just uh, trying to keep up with the increased cost they're they're seeing in society. I mean, you know, the inflation is is a real thing. Um, it's not just the numbers you see on the in the reports when you see the price of food is skyrocketing and all that and just helping to reassure them that you know this is this is a job that you can still have a good career in you can still have you can still be well compensated for what you do you can still have balance in what you do and you don't have to be as worried about the big macro conditions that exist just focus more on what we're doing every day here Thank you. And you're somewhere between Chicago and Peoria. I think Chicago and Peoria are about three hours apart. In that area is a whole mix of some university towns, some very small towns, and so forth. What does staffing look like in your area? Is it hard to find people? Are people out migrating? Are people staying there? What does that look like in terms of just staffing a center, staffing a clinic, staffing a hospital? Which and they're very different. Obviously, staffing yeah. a hospital requires a huge amount more people. Staffing a clinic or a surgery center. What do, what do the choices look like? Are, are there are you seeing out migration or is it pretty stable population wise? Yeah, it's been pretty stable in our area in Central Illinois. Um, it, it, it's kind of been a transition from the big construction company, which has moved a lot of their facilities out of here, to a lot a lot of heavy healthcare, um, two major hospitals in this market that each with about 50% market share. Um, our, our challenges historically have never been finding staff. Uh, we offer a pretty 
pretty regimented schedule, I guess. I would say, you know, we're, we're Monday through Friday, we're first shift, we're uh, no call. Um, as a surgery center, especially a GI surgery center, you know, it's, um, it's a lot of volume, so the pace is good, which keeps the day moving fine. And also our results historically have been, you know, really great results with patients. So patients leave here happy and, um, and, our, and our staff has a good attitude with that. And that's that's fantastic. When you look at sort of influences on you from a business perspective or thinking about business, you you are a banker, now you're in healthcare. Are there sort of traditional sort of um business authors that, that you've you know that, that have been like Jim Collins or others that you particularly have looked at over the years as sort of driving some of your thinking about business and management? Yeah. Um I think the 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 first book I read and just really still refer to a lot is um, is uh, Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I just I read that early in my banking career and just tried to use that as a focus. I've recently just finished the book um, Atomic Habits by James Clear and really enjoyed that book as well. And um, I've I've made it one of my goals just from a personal development standpoint over the last year or so to try and always be reading some sort of book um, in, a, in a management book. And I, I finished one um, recently that was written by Ed Rapp, who was a group president of Caterpillar, who was diagnosed with ALS. And uh, he just kind of kind of summarized his career and his philosophies on both management and personal development and you know, not being so wrapped up in your career that you forget to have a life. And I, I just think focuses like that I've always, I've enjoyed. And I think one of the things I've really appreciated over the last couple of years, Scott, and I think I've, hopefully I've shared this with you enough, is that the the podcasts that you do with, you know, all, with like with Justin Breen or Liz Hudson or Amber Walsh and Holly Buckley and the other variety of speakers that you bring on always, to me, bring a different perspective. And I appreciate being able to listen to people and have them share um, their personal successes and their personal failures and things that that they are working on and how they're working to implement that. I, it gives a good reflection back on just, I think, business in general. And then I, I think a lot of business in general, the general topics work across all sorts of industries and all sorts of segments on being a leader with integrity and being a leader that shows value and being a leader that appreciates the people you work with are not singular to any one entity or any one sort of business type. No, thank you. And I appreciate that. I also am a huge fan of the atomic habits. There's a concept in there of trigger habits, that if you could sort of mold things together, sort of, I know if our family gets food at the grocery store for dinner, has something planned for dinner, then we don't go out for dinner and we eat more healthy almost always. And we save money too. And it's a matter of the trigger of making sure that somebody's gotten food for us for dinner that avoids us going to the default option, which is some local restaurant or something like that, where the calorie intake so much worse. I, I love the, um, the Stephen Covey thing. You know, I read the book a million years ago. I still refer to the concept of start with the end in mind. What does that look like? Uh, sharpen the saw, make sure you're taking care of yourself, getting better, getting smarter, getting your rest and so forth. I think Stephen Covey was a uniquely incredible uh, person and thinker. And I absolutely love that. I've not read the Caterpillar, the gentleman from Caterpillar, but what a fascinating story. Um, 
Andy, always a pleasure to visit with you. I want to thank you again for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. look forward to doing it again shortly. Yeah, I appreciate it, Scott. Thank you very much.